Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Penske Podcast coverage of Star Trek Voyager. We are going to be talking about Nemesis, not the movie which we covered five years ago. We might have covered that five years ago. It's been, it's been a long yeah. time. It was another lifetime. Now we're going to be talking about the Voyager episode with Clay. Clay, how are you? I'm good. Wes, I, uh, I have something to admit. Hmm. When we first started this episode, I was told to drill you. <laughs> But it is you who have drilled me. Well, at least we're closer because of it. We now understand. <laughs> can you can Wes, you fathom what I'm saying to you, Clay? Dream, dream of your sisters and your mothers. <laughs> that was <laughs> that was the weirdest line. I'm glad you brought it up because oh, I forgot about it. But that was that was the strange that was the strange line. I'm so I'm so glad we just came off of Deadwood. Yeah. And into a, uh, an episode of Star Trek with equally as innovative <laughs> and uh, well written dialogue. Well, we just we just <clears throat> when is this going to come out? Well, we we covered the movie, which we talk about this. this the Deadwood movie won't be out yet at this point, but uh, that this one comes out. But we do talk about that, and there is something to be said for that. But it did feel um, Nemesis did feel if people are familiar with Voyager or not Voyager, if you're familiar with a. Uh, Deadwood, and you haven't listened to our Something Pretty podcast, which we covered Deadwood. This did feel like a poor man's Deadwood episode. It felt like if I tried to write Deadwood dialogue, what would come out of the characters' mouths is, is what comes it, out here. I, I would say it was like a poor man's Deadwood in if it was a space show. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But, but yeah. Um, it's the mistake of... Uh, well, we'll get into it because I, I actually don't think it's all that bad, but we'll we'll leave it at that. So oh, let's let's okay. get into. <laughs> I think that it's it's good in a it has a point. I guess would be the pro, would be the thing. So let's get into this. This is Nemesis, which uh, stars the Predator. <laughs> <laughs> this is Nemesis, the fourth episode of the fourth season of Star Trek Voyager, came out on the twenty fourth of September, nineteen ninety seven. Written by Kenneth Biller, directed by Alexander Singer. In universe date is 51082.4, which is 2374. In Nemesis, Chicote is trapped on a planet where two species are fighting a genocidal war against each other. <clears throat> so. Another war. It's another They're war. Fallen into the middle of a civil war. Yeah. Well, this is well, a, civil a war, I guess, but. You know, I. Maybe you can, you sound a little negative on this one, but you can talk me down or let me know if you think that this is crazy. I thought this was a top five Voyager episode so far wow. to me. Yeah. Which All is, right. okay. Which is not super impressive if you look at the ratings, really. It's like, that's not, it's not crazy to break into anyone's top five, me or you. If you were to say like any random episode, I'd be like, okay, there's good odds that that probably would. But I, I'm also torn by thinking, I was, I was. This episode really walked the 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 line between it could have just been completely like boring and terrible and almost profound. Like if those are the two sides of the coin, it fell right on the edge a lot of the time. And I was like, I don't know if this is going to be if this is going to be great or not. I think it mm. ended up being in a place where I was like, you know, I don't know if I would really. I wouldn't say this is one of the best Star Trek episodes of all time by any stretch of the imagination. But for Voyager, I was like, this is the best case of what they were doing 
last season, which is that it's not really a character episode at all. There's like Chicote is just a random character in this. He he has the the barest of connections because he was in the Maquis and he knows kind of what that's about. But mm-hmm. for just a sci-fi concept, I thought this was okay. I guess like I thought it was pretty yeah. good for a Voyager sci-fi concept. But what say you about it? Um, <clears throat> I thought the last five minutes were interesting. Yeah, but uh, the rest of it I did not care for. Interesting. Um, I I found the dialogue tough to get past, and um, like it, it, it suffers from having a pretty good twist. But the stuff that was before it didn't really do much for me. Yeah. Um, because like as soon as he got down there, and as soon as the one guy was like. I've never seen one of these things, but I hear they're awful. I'm like, all right, I know what's going on. I, I, at least I knew part of it. Where it's like, all right, it's this. Not every, not everybody's what they seem. It's in war. Yeah, got it. Yes. And uh, <clears throat> on top of that, it was, um, it was another. We've we've fallen into the middle of a war thing, and I just it's tough with these ones because I just keep waiting for the other shoe to drop. And That's so. I was gonna say that was I'm my- not big problem with it is that i was like yeah. i know there's a twist coming i know it's right. coming so what is what is it going to be i didn't mean to interrupt but I, I i would actually count that as a negative in this episode that i was like i know something is going to happen here but right. like yeah. what, what so what am i watching until then yeah i think the i think the idea in and of itself is interesting um but i think at this point in our star trek watching the first two thirds of it really needs to be more interesting for me than, than this. Like if this was not a star Trek episode and it was, uh, just a sci-fi story. Yeah. Not bad. And maybe a little heavy handed, but, uh, (laughs) interesting, interesting idea, you know? Um, I thought, I mean, I thought the best part of it was the last scene when, uh, the, the, the ambassador comes in all like happy and jaunty and Chakotay's hey, like, Chicote. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm still was. super racist against the, these people. <laughs> like the last line, it's, it's, uh, I wish it was as, as easy, easy to, to, to forget, to forget how uh, to hate as it is. To I wish learn. it were as easy to stop hating as yeah. it was to start. Yeah. <clears throat> Pretty, that's a good line. That's a good theme, but I don't know. Like the beginning of it was just, I, I, I kind of, I knew where more or less it was going and it was just a lot of running around in the woods shooting at nothing. And it just, it just didn't really do anything for me. I generally thought that the dialogue was enough to hold my attention through what I do consider to be the most boring part of the episode, which is the first half of it. And okay, mostly because I was trying to figure out why this episode they're choosing to have aliens talk strangely like this. Like, mm-hmm. what? why is this the episode that this has been the decision to do something? Your two options are, they looked at it and they said, we got nothing going on in the first 30 minutes, so like, how do we do something? Which is fair enough. That might, that might be the reason that this happened. But it was also just a... I thought they did a good job of in an episode that only has 40 minutes to accomplish something, and it's not particularly a Voyager strong suit, I thought they did a pretty effective job of turning Chakotay from someone who has Federation values into a kill all these motherfuckers over the course sure. of like what happened. And I thought that yeah. that was okay. I thought that that turned out fine, and I thought that their 
their weird way of speaking kind of lended itself to their um, sort of religious belief where they, interestingly, they want to face the ground when they die as opposed to the sky. Yeah, which is I the- was not... <laughs> I was not expecting that because based on the way they were talking, I was like, I don't know what the issue is here. He seems to be he's already, he's looking facing up the right at the sky. Yeah. <clears throat> and then the <laughs> guy was like, make sure, make sure I face it the right way. And he's like, but <laughs> turns him over face down. <laughs> right in the right. puddle. <laughs> if that's what you want, that's what you want, I guess. I respect, respect your beliefs and customs. I was also, I would also say that this might be an episode that the second time I watch it, I go, this is a two out of five. This is this is not sure. nearly as good. I just, I liked not knowing, because as we were talking about, like not knowing where the twist is coming, I was thinking, I was kind of entertained watching it going, I know there's a twist coming. Or is the show going to be kind of brave enough to have these aliens be pure evil? This way, like I, 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 I feel right. there's a twist coming where this is not going to be the case, and I think to the show's credit, they end it vaguely enough where those guys still could be quite bad people. Sure, yeah. And I, I thought that that was okay, but I guess my yeah. main revision would be, I would have not had the twist where the aliens beam onto Voyager and Janeway meets them. I would have had it only be revealed at the end when Chicote comes back and it says like we've met with the. See, I actually like the. The timing of up it. On, yes. Okay. Yeah. Because I, one of the thing that I found most interesting about the concept was that the twist that it threw in for me is that it wasn't just, it was, it was basically like in a war that you don't know, understand what's going on. Whoever you meet first is the good guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so Janeway went talking to the ambassador of this planet who turns out to be one of these predator guys. I think that works. Um, I think that creates an interesting dynamic when you uh, contrast that with what Chakotay is going through, um, and at the especially at the and it comes together pretty well at the end where Janeway is like, "Yeah, come meet the ambassador. He's a pretty good guy." And Chakotay wants to, you know, curb stop him. Yeah, um, I, I think my sorry, concern. <laughs> no, my, my concern there is, is that. Um, My concern is that I think a lot rides on this being an unsettled, vague conflict at the end. Like if if they had chosen a side, I think that the episode drops off like drastically. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And I think that too much of seeing them. I don't think this episode does it, but I think that the, the argument of too much of seeing the predator aliens is you see too much of them being Decent, and I, I actually one of my criticisms would be I wish that they were slightly more strange or something like that, or less nice. Yeah. Like they seem weirdly charming. But and correct me if I'm wrong. Do do we ever meet any of the aliens that brainwashed Chakotay, or any of them real uh, at some point? Not officially. No, they're all uh, they all seem to be part of a simulation. Okay, so we don't know what they look like. Really, they could just be. These yeah, guys. I assume I assume they look like what they look like, but. Who's to say, honestly? I was just wondering if they, if that was, they don't touch on this in the episode. If that's part of the, <clears throat> the simulation is that they look like you so yeah. that you get comfortable with them. They don't look mm-hmm. like alien predator aliens are terrifying. I don't know though, but I, I guess that's, that's really my only thing is that I, I, the vagueness is so important to the ending and the impact of the ending that I wish the show had actually stressed it a little bit more that Janeway wasn't so cavalier about like, yeah, maybe they, Maybe they'd kill people. Maybe they rape people. I don't really know. I, w- I wish there was a little bit more of 
Janeway was unsettled by those aliens or something too yeah. at the end. And it's more about getting yeah, Chakotay back. I don't know. Because I, I do, I like, I think that the, um, the affability of the Predator guy actually adds to the vagueness of it because he's obviously the, the forward facing, he's the face of, of, uh, contact with with voyager yeah um which is says nothing about what they're doing on the ground on the planet yeah, like, yeah. He, the people the people chakotay was with could be completely justified in what they're doing yeah but janeway just doesn't know that because they only met the ambassador for a few seconds correct and so i think i think having him be disarming in that way adds to it for me um because I, I don't know. I like if I, I, I don't know if the thing at the end works as well if the aliens are more like Klingons, where they're kind of they're kind of angry and like there's something sort of um, yep. what's the word malicious about them. Yeah, yeah. Because like the the whole thing is that you need Chakotay to be to have this reaction to someone that is not aggressive at all towards him. Yes. So. Yeah. So I think making them like vaguely aggressive might undercut what they were trying to do, or I don't know, maybe it just makes it more subtle. Who's to say? Yeah, I think if they if they come across as the good guys, it undersells the other. It undersells the other side of the argument, which is that the simulation guys must be worse in that scenario, right? Because they're they're sort of propagandizing. Well, yeah. Because otherwise, otherwise, it's purely you don't feel bad for them at all. I think it loses the metaphor of like you lose yourself in the propaganda. Really? It's like at that point they're, they're purely wrong really. So it like, it really undercuts what well, it is. But I, but I think the thing is though, it's not, it's, it's not that the, the predator guys are the good guys. They're just the, the what the side of the war that Voyager met first. Yeah. So like, there's I don't I don't know I don't think it undercuts what they're doing on the ground because who's to say what these guys are doing to this other group of people I mean propaganda works both ways there's no good guy or bad guy when it comes to spreading propaganda uh, towards against the other side of the warrior in you know I guess I'm just trying to think of like. I, I think the clearest allegory would be something like North Korea here. Like if you if you fell into North Korea and you met the mm -hmm. North Koreans who have like absurd propaganda about like the Japanese and the Americans and everything like that, like comical stuff that it only really works if you have no exposure to the outside world at all. That's sure. you know, that's how their country is set up. But if you if you fall into that and then you meet the Americans or the Japanese who come to get you out of that situation. Mm -hmm. There's something that's saying something else. I think at that point, that's saying that's totally con that's totally about the North Korean propaganda machine. If you get out of that and you look back on it, like you're sure you're, you're not really, you're not. And I think that the episode is trying to say it's more of like who can tell who's the good guy in these situations. It doesn't really come yeah. across as this propaganda machine is the worst part of that. I think the episode is trying to say that both sides, the the war itself is dehumanizing. And I think that that's right. better yeah. if both of the sides have a dehumanizing angle to them, I think. Like, I don't know how you sell that as well, but I just think it doesn't work as well if one side is 
one side is the the propaganda of one side is so clearly in this case it seems much like North Korean that it's like over the top. You know, these guys have like sure. no redeeming qualities whatsoever. And I just thought that that was strange. I, it's hindered because it's a 40-minute episode and you can only do so much with it. But I think that it's like, it's that kind of, it's that lack of clarity that keeps it from being an all-time Star Trek episode to me is just that it kind of is like, it has a vague, broad point that ultimately all the twists and turns just kind of confuse things at the end. And you end up going like, well, it's, I like that, but I don't know if that's perfect and stuff and things yeah. like that. Yeah, I, I just, I didn't. I, I find it work better the way that it was because yeah. I because I think the the reason that it works as well as it does is because you they don't you don't have time to learn anything about anybody and so all you're seeing are the two sides and how they react to each other and so if if that's all you're making a decision on you know who's to say whether or not the decision you're making is right in that, yeah in that sense you know yeah um and I wish the rest of the episode was as interesting as those last five minutes. Mm. But I just I the it it's it's just too much holding the shoe. Yeah. You know, it's just I, I and I don't know if it would I don't think it would be any better if you I don't know. I, I think the only th- one thing that I might do is I might introduce them to Voyager earlier. Just because like I don't know what else you do. The predator aliens. Yeah, I don't know what else you do to really break up what's going on on the, because it's just until you get to that twist, it's just people on the ground. Yeah, and another space space land space war. war. Yeah, that they've fallen into, and it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, he's gonna get, he's gonna get uh, familiar with the people, and it's gonna be combat. And I I I like that they used him because. Uh, he Chicote. is kind of predisposed. Yeah, yeah, he is kind of predisposed for this being a part of the marquee. Um, but yeah, I I, I just wish there was something more going on and, and less. It was a little less hokey for me. Yeah, it is pretty hokey. I, I wonder. I it reminds me of um. I sorry. I was just gonna say the dialogue killed me because I I just watched um rewatched Tropic Thunder not too long ago. Yeah, and so the way they were talking reminded me of like Simple Jack, where he's yeah. like. Now I'll tonight I'll see you in my head movies or how come, how come the how come the clouds always make my make my eyes rain or like that kind of bullshit? It's like guys, you're trying way too hard here. It's way way too cute. Yeah, I uh They were trying very hard to make that interesting. I found them I was uh I was kinda of, I found them slightly endearing in a weird way. Like I I found that to be I found this group to be one of the more endearing races of aliens that Voyager has encountered, which is that they're mm. they're pretty human looking. They have no a bumps. very human, yeah, a very human disposition and stuff like that. They have strange little uh, quasi religious beliefs about what what goes on and stuff like that. I, I think that I thought it was it reminded me of the inner light in the way that I felt it, the show did an okay job or a pretty good, a pretty good job in the inner light or a very good job in the inner light and a pretty good job here of um, just settling you into this new quote unquote reality and feeling like the yeah. character is kind of growing into this naturally. I think like the inner light is a perfect example of that, but yeah. this was, this is okay. Um, 
I'm kind of glad they didn't focus too much on Chicote lecturing them about being in the Maquis and living through the exact sure. same thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that didn't yeah. happen at all. Uh, but I also think it's an episode that it doesn't have to be Chicote, really. It could have been a lot of characters, I think, and it would have worked fine. Um, well, if you ask Tom Paris, it should have been him. Yeah, it should have been him. Damn it. <laughs> Damn <laughs> Extremely bad luck with the shuttles continues as well in this one where just yes. just stick close to the, they just, the fucking Voyager ship. <laughs> do they have, they must have like a shuttle sized replicator or something. Just churning those things out. They've gone through like 15 of these things. It's too much. It's too, he, I've also never been um, convinced that there's a need for a shuttle to go and do something that the Voyager can't just go and do it on its own. Yeah. You know? the- the, the idea that they sent Chakotay off by himself to get a reading of this planet is like, what? Is he going to get there faster or something? Why is why can't you just fly up and go boop with all what, your sensors what are they? Do, what is Voyager doing that it can't, I don't know. can't, can't go and do it? It, make, it makes very little sense. But um, did you... <laughs> so, I like the um, the Tuvok reveal where they're just like, he's like, Commander, it's me, Tuvok. <laughs> That was <laughs> that was Tuvok really taking his life in his hands, yep. showing up dressed like the bad guy, <laughs> just just wearing their outfit, just wearing their shirt. Yeah, can, yeah. Commander, can't you tell it's me, Tuvok? It's like you're dressed like a Nazi, Tuvok. What? <laughs> what did you have to change your clothes to go? Just, why? Like, what was the what was the excuse for why he needed to be the one to go? Because that was the whole thing. Cause oh, because he pushed like, back. Against, yeah. I and don't know. So what was... The, why Tuvok? Seeing the face of the predator alien was just the delusion of Chakotay, right? That's just saying he's so far into it that he sees <laughs> For, the enemy everywhere? Yes. Okay. For a second, given that this is Star Trek and yeah. they've done silly shit like this before, I was like, they did not... He did not turn himself into one of these things. I, I thought he down, surgically altered himself. I thought, that I the, thought he yeah, did too. Yeah. 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 And I, 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 I would assume that's probably on purpose. Yeah. It has um, to be just to, the, to make you think. Yeah, that. yeah. The delusion of seeing it, but that the delusion becomes stranger in that he's still wearing their uniform. Yes, when he shows up instead strange. of his, instead yeah. of his Star Trek uniform. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's, that's very weird. Uh, I don't know why, but I don't really understand why it had to be Tuvok at all. Him and Chakotay don't have, there's not that kind of bond. Tom Paris, I don't know, it's unnecessary. Did, um, yeah, it's, it's a strange choice. Uh, yeah. It's not the Vulcan mind, like the only, the, the, the Vulcan, um, telepathy would be the only thing I can think of. And that's not the, my understanding of what happens. It's not Vulcan telepathy that right. gets through to him. Yeah. Uh, the little child actress I thought was okay. I think the the big missed scene in this one, and I don't think Star Trek could do it, but the uh, the scene where the predator aliens start to send people off to the execution camps, I think that scene mm-hmm. in a really great episode, that, that scene has to have a lot of like, you feel really bad for what's going on. And I don't think it's produced well enough here to, to feel particularly bad. It has that kind of hokey... Star Trek thing of the old man getting dragged off screen like, oh, Cecilia. Yeah, yeah like you probably probably should have killed that guy in front of Chakotay or yeah, something. Yeah, done something, something more drastic. More. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, or Chakotay comes back and finds the slaughtered town or something, yep. you know, that kind of thing. 
I don't know where my head was at. Maybe it was it's still Deadwood. I thought when that young girl came in, I thought she was going to offer sexual favors to Chakotay. <laughs> it does seem <laughs> kind of. What's, yeah, she, what's I, she in there for? You're not alone. What's I don't she, know. But <laughs> the way that they played that, it Very seemed weird. like she was some sort of uh, concubine or something. Yeah, like yeah. an offering to him or something <clears throat> like that. Yeah, I was. I was. It didn't go that way at all. It's very strange. Um, anything else? Any? Uh, what did you think? I guess we can just sort of wrap it up with the uh, the overall theme of um, war is hell. <laughs> I guess. Sure. Are we just? It didn't land for me just because. I mean, I agree. It's like an un. It's a, you can't disagree with the concept. I suppose uh, that like the dehumanization of war and stuff. It strikes me as. I think you had said something about a little bit, uh, it's a little bit hokey or something, but it strikes me as it gets very close to like after school special levels of like, yeah, morality, really, which is like the twist yeah. is the twist is more carrying the ethics of it than the actual ethics of the episode are interesting to look yes. at. So it's yeah. like that's my downer on that. And it's, as you say, we've seen a million of these goddamn alien war machine things happen. And so that loses a little bit of luster for me. But generally, I just thought it was kind of a hokey, um, semi-obvious thing to talk about at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, it is interesting because that, that the twist when they give it to you is is effective. Yeah. But yeah, and that line is good at the end, but it does feel like, like they're really... I like the line, but I don't even know if you need it, honestly, because yeah. I think um, you understand what's maybe, going on when he walks out. You yeah, know, you know why he's not. I talking think to so. This guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, the plan that these people have to indoctrinate um, seems very impractical from a resources standpoint. Yeah, think, can they only indoctrinate one person at a time? Well, and how many aliens crash on their planet and get sucked right. into their their war thing? Yeah, I don't know. Is that really helping their forces? No, it's just a just a propaganda holodeck. It, it is. It's, it is one of those episodes that, like, when you start thinking about it, don't don't think about it too hard. How the mechanics yeah. of this is actually yeah. working. Um, yeah, I did. But, I did really. I I do think that his transition is is pretty smooth, though. Yeah, like I, I think the what they show, Chico's the changes they sh- you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I think the changes they show in him are actually really good. Where he goes from not wanting to fire the gun into reacting, you know, cause he's been shot and he, he's, then he's dressing like them. And then he's, yeah. you'll have to take it from my cold dead hands at the end. There. <laughs> I really liked the, I thought that the enemies refusing to honor the, like this, like facing down tradition. I thought that was a pretty good invention. I, I like, I, you know, yeah, I, it's, a good touch. I, it's, it's a nice <clears throat> touch to be like, Oh, like they're really going out of their way. Just to be like, to you know, to be cruel to these guys, I thought yeah. it, I thought it was a good way of yeah. doing that in a Star Trek context, which you can't desecrate their bodies or anything like that. You can just do something minor, like flip them over. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree. Chicote I don't know worked if, well. I don't know if I've mentioned this before. I feel like I might have, uh, maybe not in this show. <clears throat> but uh, one of the things in the Searchers, the John Wayne movie, uh, his character is is just absolutely hates and is straight up racist towards Indians. Yeah. And one of the, the famous scenes in the movie is they come, they come across a, a dead Indian who's just been recently buried. And uh, <clears throat> after they kind of examine the grave, uh, he stops them from burying him again so he can shoot him through the eyeballs 
specifically, he's like, now he won't be able to get into Indian heaven. (laughs) (laughs) He hates them so much that he desecrates a corpse in a way that is offensive to them and will in their traditions not allow this this warrior to enter heaven essentially is that foreshadowed in the movie or is he just like a, a fount of knowledge that is like once i do this they can no, no longer he's again. just he's the kind of guy he's been he's been fighting so long indians so long that he's basically chakotay when he just hates them the whole mm. movie is about john wayne being an absolute racist and a horrible person <laughs> and having to reconcile that with uh like the whole movie is about his 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 uh, his niece, who might be his daughter, gets kidnapped by the Cherokee or, or Cherokee, Apache, one of them. Mm, Apache. Um, and uh, he's he's setting out to find her, but his intent is to also kill her. Nice, because she has he, no doubt been defiled by the Indians, <laughs> and she cannot. He cannot. <laughs> It's an honor Let her killing. live. Basically, yes. <laughs> Thankfully, he doesn't do that at the end. But that's basically the movie is him trying to find his niece so he can murder her. Yeah, yeah it's... <laughs> it's a good movie. The as good much old, as I don't the, like John Wayne. The good old it's days. It's a good movie. Yeah, here's, here's the Star Trek G-rated version of that, I suppose. Could have, been, could have been worse. I, it's, you know... You can you can do the stuff of like the uh, the killing and the execution squads and the not respecting, but you Star Trek and you just have you have to get up to the line and you cannot step right. over the line. You just have to say this. Is the I line. actually, <clears throat> I thought the way that they had that body splayed out was pretty um, effective. Like it, yeah. looked, it reminded me of stuff you see in like Vietnam footage or something. Like yeah, the, the yeah. way that they uh, lay out bodies and stuff. And so seeing just seeing the thing down and then having the, the wire over the neck. Yeah. I thought that was very effective as being some sort of, you know, dehumanizing desecration. Yeah. 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 And I, I think that that's, that's kind of what the episode does best. I think, um, nothing really separates this one. There's nothing particularly Voyager about this episode, which I thought was interesting. like, this is a Star Trek. No. It's just a Star Trek episode. Yeah. that happens to be on Voyager. It's, I would go even further and say, this is a generic sci-fi story that happens yep. on a Star Trek show. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's go to Patreon and read some comments. If you guys enjoyed the content today, you can join at patreon.com slash the file and you leave your thoughts about upcoming episodes and we read them. There's also a whole bunch of podcasts over there. There's like 200 something of them and you can access them by becoming a member at patreon.com slash the file. It's much appreciated. So your voice sounds better, Clay. It I will is, thankfully, have to, finally. I have to control F, Nemesis. There we go. How many are there? Only three? No, I haven't opened up all the tabs. Hold on a second. Let me let me kill some time as I open up all the comment tabs. Do, 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 do. All right, here we go. Do, do, do. Nemesis. I will read the first one. Where is, there you are right there. Sorry, everyone. There's a lot of windows to click now that we're doing the video for this stuff. Kyle Bear says, Nemesis, if there was any doubt Predator was an inspiration for this episode, the music in the opening scene rips off Alan Silvestri's music from that film. 
This would make a decent O'Brien episode on DS9, but as a Chicote Voyager story, it's lacking. It reminded me of that Black Mirror episode, Men Against Fire, where soldiers are made to see human enemies as hideous monsters to make them easier to kill. And even as that one of that show's inferior Netflix-era efforts, it was better than this. It wants to leave you pondering philosophical questions, but as it wrapped up, I was left more concerned with practical ones about the confusing particulars of the simulation. A nice idea, poorly executed, written by a guy who's desperate for the world to know he owns a thesaurus. Two out of five. Merry Christmas and thanks my, for another great year of podcast. Thank you, Kyle. Merry Christmas. Oh, thanks, Kyle. I think my favorite part was at the end when the ambassador talks to Chakotay and Chakotay storms out. They cut back to the ambassador and he has that look like he's about to say, was it something I said? <laughs> <laughs> he's just such a nice guy. Didn't understand it. Tax Albert says, Nemesis, spoilers, Data dies. Also, I welcome the Predator species to the Star Trek universe. Incredibly original jokes aside, I think the concept of this episode is very solid and can be applied to numerous real-world conflicts. However, brainwashing everyone like this seems to be a long way to go for a ham sandwich, though I partially yes. forgive the episode due to its somewhat ambiguous ending. I think he combined uh, both of our opinions in this, in this episode. And to be clear, the end of Nemesis, Data nullifies. That's right. So he can go to the way after. The way. <laughs> I, uh, what do they call it? They call it like the before, the now, and the the, the soon after or something like that. Some, yeah. some of those moments, you know, the batting average is low, <clears throat> but some of those phrases I thought were kind of charming in, in some ways. All right. I, the thing about that stuff is it feels, it always feels to me like um, <clears throat> really hacky world building. You know, because yeah. yeah. like I don't think it works unless you go full Darmok with it. If it's like it's got to be unintelligible. Otherwise, yeah. it just sounds hokey to me. You know, like the thing about Star- they never do that stuff in Star Trek. They very uh, sorry, Star Wars. They very I should not say never, but they very rarely do it in Star Wars. It's not like every other word that Luke Skywalker says is some made up Yoda, fictional Yoda word. <laughs> yeah, they've yeah. got their like, you know. References to stuff like the Kessel Run, and which is is nice world building, but it's just just enough spice to make it familiar, but also not. And yeah. this just comes off as trying too hard to be different without yeah. without going as far as you could. This is Changeling, which is the thing that I just sent to you. Oh, sorry, I did it Upon twice. Ref- I just read it once. Okay. Upon reflection, the idea of a group using technology to fake events to make their side look completely innocent and the other side look like monsters is kind of prescient, but this episode sucks. Beltran is a block of wood. I guess he fulfilled all his contractually obligated acting for the season in the opener. One discount Justin Long out of five. Which one's the discount Justin Long? Is he one of the soldiers? I guess. Yeah. The commander soldier? Kind of, kind Maybe, of looks like yeah. Justin Long? Um, I do. No I do seven really in this like, episode, which is interesting. No seven. Yeah. Uh, I do really like that their plan for brainwashing is something just like lifted out of a hacky Vietnam movie from like yeah. the eighties where it's like, all right, we have this one young guy who's scared to go out and then the, he doesn't go and then his friend gets killed. And so the next time he goes and then he gets killed and it's just, yeah. you, I'm surprised they didn't have him pull out a picture of his girlfriend or something. <laughs> <laughs> they talked about brothers when I get and back, sisters. When I get back to the way back, I'm going to matrim- matrimonize this woman. Or <laughs> Lay in the biblical sense. 
upon her. Malo Perverso says, Nemesis, what a shit episode. Oh, dear. Shit, 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 shit to infinity. Although on a more positive note, the title did remind me of the 2002 Next Generation movie. Anyone else thought that Tom Hardy was going to cameo as one of the soldiers? But real talk, Nemesis 2002 wasn't such a bad Star Trek movie like some think it was. I'd also 100% agree with those who think it should have been way better than it was than it was, considering it was the last outing of Next Generation's crew. One a thumbs down emoji out of five. I do appreciate taking the time to to use your time talking about this Voyager episode to in fact talk about Star Trek Nemesis the movie. <laughs> Have you seen Star Trek Picard season three? This is Matt Ross with Nemesis. Nemesis. <clears throat> nemesis. That, what's the plural for Nemesis? Is is it Nemesi? I think it's I actually think it is Nemesis. Nemesis? Yeah. Sailing the seven nemeses. Nemesis, nemesis, nemesa, nemakusa, I think. Is that the the full conjugation? I think so, yeah. Big hit. Uh, Nemesis. Okay, the pretty people are the assholes and the predators are the good guys. I think this was the template for crap writing and made up words for the Enterprise episode Terra Nova without saying digger meat and you (laughs) wish that this story was nullified as opposed to wrestling my trembles to rage at this episode. I'm just saying words at this point, guys. Uh, Yes, Chakotay can't deal with the aliens being brainwashed to hate, and the attempts to make the aliens evil by the Vori is an interesting idea. You know that the Kraden, as they, you know that the Kraden, as they aren't shown until we get close to the end, that they are the beasts. Oh, and another shuttle crash. Two closed, two closed glimpses out of five. Oh yeah, the glimpse. The glimpse. About that. Closed glimpses. I, I might be partial with this one just because we finished Deadwood. Um, and it left me, it made me think about Deadwood, I think. Jaron Hatch says, Nemesis, do you fathom the nemeses? Because I sure as hell don't. This is the poster child of generic Trek messages that are allegorized into oblivion. Also, I appreciate the attempt at alien sounding dialogue. I really do. What I don't appreciate is the lazy synonym swapping and pretending it's fucking Shakespeare. Sigh, I wish it were as easy to stop hating this episode as much as it was to start. Two motherless beasts out of five. I did like that as well. That at the end when Chakotay goes off, he uses the term. Yeah, he talks like them. Yeah, yeah, he uses the the (laughs) slur, if you will. Is this a? How many times have real ballistic weapons made an appearance on Star Trek? It seems it seems like you could not often. Yeah, Yeah. slightly slightly modified M sixteen there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I will say, I will give the, 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 the language thing. I will give it points because of the way they ultimately use it as a, a way to show Chakotay switching sides. Yeah. Because, you know, as it goes on, he does start using more of their words and stuff. It's just, I just wish they had found a less hokey way to do it because it just sounds so goofy that it's yeah. really hard to, to get into. But once he starts using it, it's like, okay, I see what they're doing. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it didn't. Um, I guess I'm unusual in it. It just it didn't. I wouldn't. I, I'm not going to ever argue that it was a fantastic, great thing that they did. It's certainly not Darmok. I I just found it once it once the weirdness went away after the first five minutes. I was kind of like, I think I appreciate that they did this sort of like yeah. I, I get it. I know why you have to do it, and it's it's kind of a tough thing to do because it it would have been weird if he just had, you know, if they have one phrase. And Chicote is normal speaking until he just says the one phrase, and you're like, ah, yeah, that's sure. weird too. Like, so I, I don't really know. Uh, point next to G. It says, also, 
It also didn't help that the the predator guy just speaks like a normal person. Oh, like, did he? I, he did they? I, I thought I he slightly he spoke like the them. Same. Did he? I, I guess I might be misremembering. He it, doesn't. But. He doesn't have a lot of dialogue, but I, I remember one line going like, "Oh, they speak the same as those people yeah. do on the planet." Which you're probably you're probably right. Which makes you lead to wonder like, are they just the same species down there fighting each other? You know, do they look oh, like sure, predators? Yeah, yeah. Who's to say what they look like? Right. Yeah. Point X G says, "Nemesis, is this the worst thing in all of Star Trek named Nemesis? It may be." I appreciate the attempt at making things more unique by using more arcane language, but it just leaves me wondering exactly how universal translators work. The twist at the end is an interesting idea, but I don't know if it would really work. I don't know that it I don't know that it really worked. Get us back to seven of nine. That's why we're watching the whole thing. Is this I saw I saw someone talking about dreaming of sisters and mothers. <laughs> Am I early for the next episode? Am I here at the right time? Put that on page 17. Grapple John Zorn says, Nemesis. Talk about talk about drilling each other. Can <laughs> we get that, that in there? <laughs> where's that intern? Hey, kid, here's our draft script. Here's the thesaurus. We'll see you in the morning. I fathom this is two muck trucks trembles glimpsed from five and the clash nullified to the grand way after. I will people, also like give credit. Episode. I will also give credit to the actors for delivering this dialogue and not coming off as complete insane people. So I, I thought the alien troop was pretty good. I thought all those actors yeah, were okay right. as you know, for stuff that usually turns out to be like a C minus on that stuff. That yeah. was, I didn't think that was that bad. Yeah. Uh, Jonas says, Nem- uh, I'll send this one to you. I've read enough. My stuffy nose copy paste. No, emesis. The exact ending was a surprise though the starship troopers tone of the episode had invited us from the beginning to distrust the brutalizing vori clever concept but one more suited to a feature-length film than a single episode of television i wanted to know if you crave more for you are pleasing to glimpse in your colors like my brother you'll tend me won't you Hmm. there's one holographic projection who wants to shroud herself in the trunks two out of five <laughs> she goes say at the end she just go those who doubt me suck cock my jaw <laughs> <laughs> that's it is that if it? when he was ta- when he was talking to talking to Tuvok at the end he should should have done the 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 cunt speech for <laughs> wild to jack McCall. <laughs> those alien mouths actually do uh have a resemblance that's true that's yeah. yeah it's not that it would have been kind of appropriate yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's also Tuvok putting a lot of faith in being able to convince a brainwashed warrior that uh, he's he's the guy not to shoot. But I yeah, how I still don't understand why wouldn't he wear his suit? I don't know. So his Starfleet suit, so Chakotay could see the suit, or just instead of yeah, you I know, mean, it's not yeah, not to get too. This is a very nitpicky thing, but it's one of those situations too of like, yeah, hey, just go down and phase him and beam him out of there. You know, like we'll, we'll yeah, explain to him blast. later. Who gives a shit? Yeah. We'll explain to him later what happened. This is the last comment. Ortorius says, Nemesis is someone who has looked into the history of POWs. The similarities to real life indoctrination was striking. I found myself speaking out loud. Don't get involved. Don't get involved. 
You would be surprised how effective professional indoctrination is. Just look at some of the stories from Vietnam with the American POWs or terrorist groups. Usually for terrorist groups, you have to fit a certain psychological mindset, which you could argue Chakotay did given his background. Though the trust True. given to these types of people is usually reserved for the hereafter and is mostly used for propaganda. Three nullified trunks out of five. Thanks very much, patrons, for leaving your thoughts about Nemesis, which I think uh, scored pretty low. I'm going to say that's an average of two from the patrons. Yeah. What are you going to give this one on our scale of one to five? Um, I think I'm going to go three. Uh, I... I probably would have given it a two, but the ending, I think that the twist works and I think the way that they got there, they do some clever, interesting stuff, but just that whole, that first half is just not enough for me to yeah. really keep me engaged. Like what, what they're actually doing is pretty good, but I just, it needs to be more compelling for me personally. Yeah. I think I'm going to give it a four. It's it's a week four for me, which puts it in the top tier of Voyager to date for me. Um, I I thought it was well, I think it's derivative of other Star Trek to this point. And so I don't know how far we can get away from that. Like if it's, a lot of Voyager episodes on now go like, oh, this is like the inner light. Oh, this is like that DS9 episode. Oh, this is like that original series episode. Yeah, and like yeah. We're starting to get into that realm of, of, of thing. So it all seems a little bit derivative I, I think that this one was the first one or one of the few of the Voyager run so far where I just thought it was like an effective little sci-fi allegory that wasn't great, but it was like something yeah. that felt kind of unique. And I was curious what was going on for most of the episode. Like I knew something was going to happen, but I wasn't exactly sure what was going to happen at the end. And then the end happened and I was like, oh, I think I'll, I thought about it for, you know, a half hour after, after the episode ended. Was that good? Was that bad? And that's usually a good sign that I kind of liked it while it was, while it was happening and kind of thought that that's, that was decent enough. Um, yeah. So I'm going to give it a week four. It's borderline that I would show this to somebody and say, this is an okay episode, but I, I think it, it does get to that point um, enough, I think. And yeah, the twist was okay. There's an okay twist at the end. It could have, yeah. could have been a you know, worse. I think what's kind of interesting about it is uh, cuz I was thinking as we were talking does the holographic nature of it kind of feel like they're um not not really going all the way with the idea like what would it be more effective if everything he saw actually did happen but you also then saw things from the other side where the predator guys are telling Voyager about like, yeah, these, these guys are fucking terrorists. Like they do horrible shit to us, <clears throat> but I don't think so because the fact that you are with Chakotay seeing things versus just being told about it by the, the predator guys, I think would undercut the va the ambiguity that they're going for. Yeah. I think it has to live in that dream world propaganda holodeck yeah. episode where it's like there's yeah. you because it's like that's what what I had mentioned before is like it, it's what kept me so interested is like they can't be this purely evil like Star Trek doesn't do stuff like this you know it's yeah, like even right. the like the Cardassians are the allegory and there you don't just see pure uniformly evil Cardassians the way that these guys are so you, you know that something's up the but the Jim Hadar are pretty close 
to to a straight up that's true evil group if you wanted to pick one i guess pick one of them and also who the but they're honorable who the troll guys from voyager the troll head guys oh the kazon right the kazon. kazon those guys suck right they do kind of suck yeah. they're kind of they're kind of blanketly evil these guys have i'm looking at the picture of the predator alien they kind of have kazon hair a little bit they have the wild man bit, hair. yeah uh but no i would have uh I think that the holodeck delusion is kind of necessary in this. Otherwise, it just becomes yeah, I think so. it becomes a little bit silly if the two sides are like both equally sort of awful and you just never yeah. notice it or anything like that. So you need the delusion. Well, I, I, I do think it would actually be helpful if they did have a scene where um, the ambassador gave Voyager a rundown of what the... What are they called the Vori? The Vori were doing like so. <clears throat> basically, you see the propaganda that Voyager is getting from the yeah. from the Predator people, and you're also seeing what the Vori are doing the pre- the propaganda they're get, putting on Chakotay. Yeah, um, and so you're kind of really left to make your own decision about who's telling the truth and who isn't. You know? Yeah, I, I would like that just because it's um... if there is any truth. You know. It's it's a it, it is kind of a commentary, and you kind of poke fun at this idea that in Star Trek we generally just accept that the ship will show up and immediately have an understanding of a situation in five minutes yes. because they talk to one yeah. person, and it's like okay, well, I'm sure there's a little bit more nuance going on here, and I I feel that that's something that this episode could have done. I don't think it is doing that. I don't think it's saying that yeah. like it's an impossible thing for Voyager to understand what's happening, but it's kind of it's, a neat idea. You never you never get a situation in Star Trek. Where you find out Starfleet is it's not it's never like a Rambo three situation where at, at the end of Rambo three they have a they have a graphic that goes up and says uh, dedicated to all the the brave fighters of the Mujahideen yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> where it's like ah okay that that one didn't age quite as well but you know what I mean cut. like it's always whenever whenever starfleet shows up whoever they back are the quote-unquote good guys yeah and so you never see an instance where they show up choose what they're going to do without a total understanding of the situation and realize oh shit we made a mistake did we just commit a yeah. war crime yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there was room to, to comment on that well that's it i guess thanks everybody for listening thank you for supporting the show Thank you for visiting patreon.com slash the penske file that's where you leave all your thoughts on upcoming episodes it's where you get a whole bunch of podcasts Clay, do you have anything you want to say before we disappear forever and we come back next week with revulsion? <laughs> Every week is revulsion. Every yes. week. <clears throat> uh, check out Rotten Horror Picture Show. We're done for the year. Our last uh, movie on our main feed was Gremlins. Uh, and then we just put up the first Patreon episode from this year, the first episode of the uh, Video Nasties we put on the main feed. So if you want to check out what we're doing on Patreon. We just finished Video Nasties. And uh, starting in January, Amanda and I will be diving into the Halloween franchise, doing 12 of the 13 Halloween movies uh, on Patreon. So check that out. Yep. And I'm going to be doing Badass some- should be back sometime in the new year. <laughs> I'm going to be, I'll be doing some kind of music thing that I have not quite hammered out on Patreon. That'll be the special 2004 thing that I do. We'll see ranking discographies or something. I'll have to figure out some sort of uh, format for it. But that's it. If that floats your boat, there's a whole bunch of sci-fi movies on the Patreon too. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll be back next week with Revulsion. See ya.